Progressive presents an interview with your upstairs neighbor. Hi, I'm Tia. The upstairs-downstairs neighbor dynamic is so special. We have our own language. Like when I scream at my mom on the phone, the people downstairs bang on the ceiling to show their support. The nighttime's the best time to rearrange furniture. I call it midnight feng shui. And if I sleep through my alarm in the morning, they bang on my door to wake me. So thoughtful. Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor, but we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Okay, so here's our disclaimer. We're all about fun and humor. And Kunal, we're always tongue-in-cheek, aren't we? Yes. <laughs> so our title is just that, a title. Do not judge our podcast by the title. <laughs> so there is rumors that Apple is in talks to buy out McLaren or McLaren Applied Technologies. Either way, interesting news for Formula One, I think. You know, I think Apple has enough money to buy out Formula One. <laughs> Forget a team that is a former world champion so long ago that most people have forgotten about it. And they're just struggling now in the news for all the wrong reasons. And you know, because they are struggling, maybe they are available cheaper. Who knows? <laughs> well, for all of you who've just tuned in and think we're, you know, absolutely whacked out with our Apple McLaren talks. Well, we are Kunal. We should admit it. <laughs> We are the Inside Line F1 podcast and we make fun of Formula One. We make fun of everything in Formula One. We don't spare anyone, do we? I think we've not even spared Chase Carey. We welcomed him to Formula One with... Jokes! (laughs) (laughs) But McLaren, you know, they have the brilliant ability to attract iconic brands to their team. I mean, first there was Honda and now Apple. Of course, Tag Heuer left them last year, but that's for another day. But where's that iconic performance, Mr. Ron Dennis? And maybe Tim Cook will take over as CEO. And could he turn things around? Uh, Cook is anyways used to replacing legends in their own businesses, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, of course, we know that even if there is a buyout, there isn't a necessity that there is a change in the organizational structure. But guys, just let us have our own fun and spread that fun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, recently, Kunal, the biggest iconic brand that McLaren have managed to attract to their team, Fernando Alonso. (laughs) 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 But yes, McLaren, will it be renamed to iMclaren? Oh my God. Oh my God, please. No, no, we cannot (laughs) let this happen. Apple definitely needs to be more creative. Uh, You know, we had actually recorded an earlier podcast that went like the iPhone S series was in honor of Sebastian Vettel's superlative performances uh, from 2010 to 2013. So will the next lineup of iPhones actually have the letter M? Ooh, I'm surprised Lewis Hamilton fans have already not threatened to boycott Apple unless they can buy an L range of (laughs) iPhones. Uh, The McLaren Apple story seems to be for the McLaren applied technologies business, as we just said. This could be because Apple is still pursuing the Apple car or what could be the iCar. And I think let's just park this joke at that. Pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) No, but wait, I have one last joke. If McLaren and Apple do partner, I really hope that we can download Fernando Alonso's radio messages from iTunes. (laughs) And that is a great idea. And I think they should pay us for that. (laughs) The way I see it, for a change, we've had a non-Verstappen and a non-Hamilton title. And I think they're somewhere working. Non-Raikkonen too. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, last week's episode was very well received. Thank you very much. 
you guys are the very best like just like pokemon go the fernando alonso said he doesn't play pokemon go i like fernando alonso disappointing <laughs> i like fernando alonso even more now <laughs> well a few days ago lewis hamilton completed a full decade since his first test in formula 1 Congratulations! Congratulations a decade in formula 1 a fantastic career no doubt about that and people usually question me when i say that but i i really love and appreciate hamilton's talent three world drivers championships 49 grand prix wins and that too with two different teams and he is a legend for most fans and i'm sure he'll definitely add to that glorious tally Unless, of course, Hollywood lures him away, or his music, or his other pursuits. <laughs> On that note, I really hope Hamilton keeps racing. You know, we need the best drivers on the grid, and hopefully, in different cars that are able to challenge each other. And you know, I still get this dream of a Hamilton versus an Alonso versus a Raikkonen versus even a Sebastian Vettel, and I strangely don't think Rosberg is included in that dream yet. <laughs> Are you sure you didn't have Max Verstappen in that dream? Because <laughs> if you didn't, that would be very disappointing, and I'm totally judging you right now. <laughs> and uh, while we're talking of Hamilton and his decade in Formula One, his father Anthony brought up a very interesting point, and uh, he said that cost could be a deterrent to good talent rising up the ranks in Formula One. I'm just wondering if Liberty Media actually thought about this before they bought Formula One. Of course, this doesn't impact Formula One's valuations, <laughs> so I, I guess they don't care. I think that's all that matters for them, right? <laughs> But truth be told, Formula One can make any driver look bigger than he is. Case in point, Pastor Maldonado. <laughs> <laughs> I think the one place I wouldn't see Maldonado grow bigger in. is in my rearview mirror <laughs> <laughs> but on a serious note you know if someone with the caliber of anthony hamilton speaks up you listen and that's what mr chase carry said he's going to be doing anyway right so there are actually too many junior series and junior drivers without a proper sense of structure for them to follow on route formula 1 and uh, to make things worse it is expensive okay and there's this old saying in motorsport and i wish it is wrong or it is proved wrong which goes like the more the money the faster you go and uh, you know pit pass has reported a source that says that 10 million pounds is what a driver needs to go from karting to formula 1 and that's absolutely insane that is a lot of money yes and maybe there is a good chance that pay drivers start off from the junior series itself Maybe this is exactly why we've seen some really dangerous but epic crashes in the junior series. <laughs> Paid drivers. <laughs> well, I read the Anthony Hamilton interview too, and you know, apart from this entire bit on the junior series, he's also recommended something very interesting. So basically, he said that drivers should be awarded a three-year contract only, and you know, after expiry, they're open to be signed up by rival teams. and that is a great idea i think because it will completely help spice up things on the grid and you know avoid complete domination by a single team and a single driver you know that's why i said we should all try and see what anthony hamilton has to say and for the lesser known he he actually helped paul deresta get onto the grid as well and either way what he also said was that a driver draft and selection process should be in place one where there are performance targets for drivers and if they are unable to match them for 2 years 
it would mean that a much deserving candidate from a junior series possibly could find a way through. And I think that's brilliant if that's something that can be pulled off. If that was actually the case, Kimi Raikkonen would have definitely been replaced this year. <laughs> His last two years have been, well, disappointing and, you know, not typical Kimi. On that note, it could be Button and Massa could have been replaced too. And what about Nasser and Ericsson? Kunal, I think this is the first time we have ever spoken about them on this podcast. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But you know, the the motorsport ecosystem is set and too many people are making money for it to actually change. There are thousands of racing drivers who want to be the next Michael Schumacher or the Hamilton or the Vettel or Alonso or whoever they'd manage to, you know, want to be, uh, or whoever they'd want to be. And the truth is that they managed to find their money yet from either family or friends or by even breaking into a bank. It's just that we don't know. (laughs) And uh, the teams who these drivers drive for make money either way. So orchestrating such a change would be next to impossible. And To be honest, this is beyond Liberty Media, which is now, of course, the Formula One group. It's beyond their scope and interest. But some good news in the year to come. So we've got a lot of good talent on the grid next year. To start off with, I'm so happy that Pastor Maldonado's money didn't make a comeback. (laughs) (laughs) This is despite he and his money threatening to do so. Maybe do you think in this whole talk of Formula E, you know, putting a welcome red carpet welcome for Felipe Massa. Would they put a red carpet welcome for Ma- Maldonado's money as well? Could he be Formula E's first ever pay driver signing? You know, I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but next year, we've got Berlin, we've got Ocon, we've got Vandoon, who will definitely line up. And there's also possibility that Lance Stroll would join that lineup. Yes. So from a Formula One only point of view, you know, we're pretty sorted when it comes to talented drivers, talented new drivers before Hamilton fans come in. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Stroll is rumored to be signing up with Williams, uh, but I think he could soon find his way through to Ferrari as well. His father's a billionaire as we know it, but that's not why the reason I'll get there. His father also wants the dealership for Quebec. And is a collector for vintage Ferraris. Stroll has Ferrari written all over him. I'm (laughs) sure he's already learning his Italian. (laughs) Well, they call it the the machinations of landing up a competitive drive in Formula 1. Formula 1 is a man-machine sport after all. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, in the list of talent for next year, let's not forget Max Verstappen. Though he didn't feature in your dream and I'm very disappointed about that. And you know what? I'm just thinking, Kunal. We know that Lance Stroll is Canadian. I'm just trying to figure out what is it with Williams and their love for Canadian drivers. The last Canadian driver on the grid, Jacques Villeneuve, also debuted with Williams. Only you could come up with that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Anyway, uh, moving on. The new owners of Formula One say that gaming and gambling will be their focus to grow for the business. If that's the case, they should have Max Verstappen as their chief gaming officer and no points for guessing who their chief gambling officer could be. Flavio (laughs) Briatore. (laughs) (laughs) 
Formula One will also be available in Ultra HD in 2017. (laughs) That sounds fancy. But that's only in a few markets. But you know, Kunal, I am quite okay with HD, you know. I just hope that they give us more radio messages. That is more fun. (laughs) You know, Formula One, if you're listening, you should script the radio messages if you really have to. (laughs) I mean, we've seen races being fixed in the past. All I'm asking for is a few race radio messages to be fixed. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the funniest thing I've heard this week. Honda have expanded operations to be able to supply to a new team, to another team, a second team. Uh, Well, you know, what we don't know is probably Honda have expanded operations to be able to supply all the extra engines to Alonso and Button this season. (laughs) I just wonder what Honda's gift to Jensen Button on his not retirement but sabbatical will be. Hopefully not their engine. Honda also said that they are actually ahead of Toro Rosso now. I think they mean in terms of number of engines used this season. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're getting very mean, Kunal. (laughs) Fernando Alonso has said, yes, he is going to be writing a book. And I'm so excited to read his book, you know. I can't wait to hear his story and hopefully it's going to be a tell-all. Especially, you know, his year in McLaren with Lewis Hamilton. (laughs) No, honestly, I would love to hear all his radio messages were bat him. But, but only from his second stint at McLaren. He seemed seemed pretty boring before that. But however, before he publishes those radio messages as extracts, he'll need permission from none other than Bernie Ecclestone. Or is that Mr. Chase now? (laughs) (laughs) Daniel Ricciardo, he finds the pre-podium silences awkward and that's why he often speaks to himself. (laughs) So, you know, if you find uh, Daniel randomly flashing his 440-watt smile that we so love him for and, you know, talking to no one in particular, he's probably cracked a joke in his head. (laughs) Or, you know, maybe he's just laughing, remembering one of the awesome jokes we've cracked on our podcast. (laughs) That must be it. (laughs) But, you know, he has just lost... The support of the Bami army. That's if he had one in the first place anyway. He actually has picked Nico Rosberg as his choice for this year's Drivers' Championship title. That's gutsy. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Gutsy. So, Lewis Hamilton said that he was subject to racism as a kid and that made him stronger and tougher. So, basically, racism made Lewis Hamilton a better racer. Okay, no, that was not a joke, guys. That was not a joke. Bad joke. Don't laugh. (laughs) Stoffel Van Doorn says 2017 is his last chance at Formula 1. And then he went on to say that Button's contract for 2018 doesn't put him under pressure. Why is McLaren and why are their drivers all about contradiction? (laughs) The Abu Dhabi circuit, they say that they're in Formula 1 for the long term. So we spoke about pay drivers in the early minutes of this podcast and uh, I think now it's time to talk about the pay circuits and yes of course I know that all circuits pay and that Abu Dhabi pays that bit extra to be the last race on the calendar. It could be great if this pay circuit could be replaced by one that actually deserves to be there in merit. You know I can think of Magnicors. (laughs) Though I remember 
growing up and thinking of it as magni bores <laughs> so i'm not sure that's a great idea <laughs> and you know like we've said before boring races could well be good for heineken's beer business yes and speaking of heineken they want to do a race in vietnam and they want continuous content from formula 1 and they want to bridge the gap between the paddock the paddock club and the fans sounds very noble of them we hope you're listening mr chase carry <laughs> <laughs> well we're back with the chase carry jokes i hope our listeners have not had enough of them yet well if you haven't then go back and listen to the previous episode i think that was pretty much dedicated to chase carry jokes in formula 1 so we have the malaysian grand prix coming up and there's just so much to look forward to Nico Rosberg is yet to win in Malaysia too and we all know how his fear of missing out is driving him to the top step of the podium will he be able to do it again i am not sure by the way he almost won here in 2013 before Ross Brown used team orders to let Hamilton win and another interesting statistic is in the past 3 years we've seen three different constructors win Ferrari, Mercedes and Red Bull Racing. Like Singapore. Yeah. And another awesome statistic that since 2007 only world champions have won here. Well, we all know how this particular statistic has spurred Rosberg on lately. However, let's remember as Mercedes teammates, Hamilton has had the edge over Rosberg at Malaysia in the last 3 years. So, he's always finished a spot ahead of Rosberg on Sunday. and like you will be tuning in to see if it's going to be any different this sunday thank you very much for tuning in guys we really hope you love the laughs and if you do reach out to us on social media tell us that you like us if you have feedback comments you know where to get us thank you very much what other piece of everyday carry do you own that can deadlift 5000 pounds click belts are made with aircraft grade lightweight aluminum mill spec webbing and sewn in the heart of Texas. Trusted by tens of thousands of first responders, military personnel and everyday carry users around the world. Click belts still are and always will be the world's strongest belt. Own yours at clickbelts.com.